What is going on everyone in Facebook land? This is Becky Alley and this is the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, which is powered by Fairway, MLS number 2289. We are an equal housing lender and we are super excited. I think this is one of our last podcasts. I think we have maybe one or two for the year. Uh, This year has completely flown by and I'm really happy to bring my other my fellow partners in crime, um, there's literally no mortgage dumpster fire. I would not follow any of these people into. So let's go around, Ron Robin, uh, Lisa Lawson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Morning, Yay, everybody. You are my other girl. She's my girl, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. We got Harvey Freed. You hear him every Saturday. He is, no matter what, he's always there. He's got literally the best voice in radio, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Harvey Freed. Thank you, Becky. And I have some knowledge, too, about how this all works. We'll talk a little bit about it. I mean, you make it sound really good on top of it. So it really doesn't matter. You could be like speaking gibberish. And I feel like you'd be like, yeah, it sounds really good coming from Harvey. <laughs> Last but not least, John Kolb, top 1%. He's a hustler. He's out here grinding. Um, he's very pushy on professionalism. And he, he takes nothing less but the best of the best for his clients and his referral partners. He's always someone that we can, you know, defer on any kind of information. Mr. John Kolb, how are you doing today? Welcome. That was that was quite an uh, a announcement. Thank you, Becky. That was great. And uh, happy Fed Day to all my fellow uh, mortgage people. Oh, Fed Day, Fed Day. What does that even mean really to normal people? How about you break that down? What does Fed Day mean to someone that has no idea what that is? Well, today is a day that the Fed is going to hike uh, the Fed funds rate again for what, uh, seventh, eighth time this year, uh, mm-hmm. the most that they've ever done in uh, in a given year. Um, so what does that mean to us? Well, really, it should not mean much, you know, because they had projected that they were going to uh, hike the Fed funds rate by 0.75 basis points, uh, and they've scaled it back a little bit to now only being 50 basis points. And why does that not affect us that much is because the market and every the investors already knew that this was going to happen. So they've baked it into our interest rates already. Uh, the hope is that they don't go off rail and say something stupid like they have in, in, in times past to cause the market, the stock market and the bond market to go into a flux. Uh, but if everything is what they project, our rates should stay the same. We shouldn't see any increases. Uh, and we've, we're really seeing some really nice interest rates right now. I've had a really a really good couple days uh, or weeks uh, with with the Fed uh, curtailing everything back a little bit. The inflation reports are better than what everyone projected, so that also helps. And we're on uh, on the path to like stabilizing our rates and getting them back to normal, so that we can have a gangbuster twenty twenty three. Yeah, I I mean, as far as that, I feel like the it's where we kind of we're hopefully going to be projecting. I just feel like you, we, we're in a position where we couldn't really do much once the Fed starts getting in there. And obviously, there's a huge argument. They did too much, too fast. They flung the river band back. The water's rippling. They didn't let it settle enough to really see what was underneath the water. And they just kept on pulling it back, pulling it back, because obviously... You know what? I want everyone to know. We talk about this a few times, but it's important that everyone listening understands that the inflation reports are always behind. So we're going to be looking at December 2022's inflation, right? 
like the year after we're analyzing it's a year behind. So you're looking, we're being stuck based off December, 2021 inflation reports. Well, it's not going to come out until the beginning of January, what this year has been doing. So as these inflation reports have been coming out, we've been seeing that we actually didn't need to do this much with the interest rates, right? With your short-term lending. And the reason why our mortgage rates have not, you know, really went up when they should have is because we had some safety rails going on and there were temporary deflated. So once they took off those safety rails, that's why you saw everything jump up completely because they should have been higher anyway. They should have been higher in 2021. They should have been higher in 2020, but they were artificially deflated. So it created this buying frenzy and more importantly, this huge refinance frenzy that no one in the history of the mortgage industry has truly seen. You know, it's, at least in my career, I've been doing this, you know, almost 20 years. John Harvey, I know you guys kind of share that sentiment. And the biggest thing is like, I had a couple of people ask me like, well, how is your business this year? Okay, well, my business this year is actually going up because the last two years wasn't real. I don't use that as my gauge. I'm not using 2020, 2021 as, you know, what I'm like the epitome of, of my success, because that was something that you either took advantage of it or you didn't. But as far as my consistency, my range, I'm actually in a better position than I was in 2019, because that's is me. And that's how you should model yourself when you're looking at your overall numbers. Um, and I feel like you guys all feel the same. I can see everyone shaking their heads. I like what you do with that. Definitely going out there and educating people and doing these seminars and showing up to the real estate offices and, and getting them on board with all the different programs that we offer, which is every program. It's really been, uh, it's exciting to watch you, uh, all that energy that you guys are putting in the right direction. Hey, folks have equity in their house right now. And of course the Fed is trying to temper that crazy market that they created in 20 and 21, as you said, by dropping those interest rates so low. So again, they want to slow things down. The Fed's plan is to slow things down. So we will see that Fed funds rate hike probably this afternoon. Again, John, you mentioned maybe another half percent, but that's Fed funds rate doesn't always affect mortgage rates and mortgage rates and the stock market look really groovy going into this Christmas season. So another great opportunity as more and more an analysis is coming out for 2023, we see interest rates, hopefully going to see some, uh, some uh, reduction in 2023. Who knows if it's at spring or summer or even the fall of 2023, but an exciting year coming up, Becky. We've seen the numbers, lots of first-time home buyers looking to get into the market. Yeah. And I want to kick it over to Lisa on this one because you bring up a point. So I definitely think that the rates are going to settle down. You can see the pattern. You can see it happening, but the projections are right. You know, these economists they're saying that the mortgage applications are actually going to be decreased even more so than we've seen this year. But where I feel like that offset's coming from is you're going to get a lot of people that got in the business in the last couple of years thinking it was easy. And those people are getting out of the business. And therefore, even though the overall mortgage applications might be down, weeding out some of those bad people, it just creates, we're still going to be doing the same business that we've always been doing. Yeah, I think people forget that, you know, mortgage applications mean refinance or purchase. And I think obviously we're probably not going to see the same amount of refinance applications. Even as the rates fall, a lot of people are locked in in the twos, threes, low fours. And that's really probably where we're heading. So there isn't going to be a benefit to a lot of those people. I think um, obviously there's always going to be cash out. There's still people who are high at rates. You know, there's still people who refi for other reasons. But I think our purchase business is still strong. You know, even though the overall applications might be, you know, slightly lower, the majority of us here do mostly purchase business. I do mostly purchase business, John, Harvey, I know Becky does too. That isn't affected by this. 
So we're still going strong. We're still getting purchase agreements. People are still going out there negotiating. They're still looking for homes, you know, and that doesn't really change that. Everybody wants a house, you know, nobody's all of a sudden going to be homeless. I mean, so there's always going to be a need. And I think that's what we're really catering to. And honestly, purchase business really isn't rate dependent. You need a house, you need a house. It doesn't matter if you need a house and the rates are 8% or you need a house and the rates are 4%. You still need a house. So, you know, we're, we're very blessed to do a lot of purchase business. That's really what our focus is. So I think, you know, we're all going to be maintaining um, our business and being very busy. And I've always thought refinance is kind of like the extra gravy, never counted on it, never banked my business on it, was happy to do it for my previous clients. But um, I think the most of us here probably feel that way. Yeah, but I saw a statistic out there that 80% of loan officers out there right now have never seen a market that wasn't refinance based. And I don't disagree with that because anyone that's gotten the business in the last 10 years, it's been a refinance market to some degree. I I know I've always like, if you look at my numbers, I've always been a lot of, I've had purchases, but I've had a lot of refis. And this is one of those first years where it's completely, it is a hundred percent flip, right? You're getting your one or two refis and, you know, the ones out there, the loan officers and that I feel like lack that experience or they were not curtailing to these, um, these agents like they should have, man, they are definitely crawling out of the woodwork and they are doing everything they can to kind of get, get in front of some of our uh, seasoned people. And, you know, what's, but the one thing that's sad about this, our business, and this is no knock on anyone, but it's like, you could do such an amazing job for all of our referral partners, but it's like, then you get someone comes in on a good day. And then it's like, John, who Harvey, who, and it's very quickly, it's out of sight, out of mind. And that's one Mm -hmm. thing about our business that if I could change it, um, I would create a little bit more of a loyalty culture because in this market and in this atmosphere and in this season of even my career, just personally, like I am here to invest in the people that want to invest in me and want to go to the freaking moon. Right. And I know you guys all feel the same way. We've, we've been in this business for so long that we have earned our dues. And I come from a time where I would walk into an office and they'd be like, Becky, who kick rocks. I'm using this person. Right. And now here I am. I'm like, yes, I've been in the business 18 years. People are going to use me because I have the experience. And like, Oh, well, no, I'm using this person that's been in the business for five days. Yeah. (laughs) it's crazy how it's lopsided sometimes. It's hey, it's, a, it's a dog and pony show almost, you know, it's just like, you know, you, like you said, Becky, we've been in the business. We try to, do, it's all about, for me, it's all about loyalty. And if you don't want to use me, I'm, I'm not paying you. I'm not expecting a mm-hmm. uh, payment from anybody, from title companies, from appraisers, from anybody. I don't want payment. I want to do a good job and I want to refer my clients to somebody who's going to do a good job back. And that's the loyalty back and forth that I want to build business around. But you're right. Integrity. Exactly. But you're right. It's yeah. it's impossible right now with these other. I don't need, I was going to say something really bad, but these other individuals coming in and just kind of dog and pony show. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're back of mind. And it's it's really hard because, you know, we do such a good, good job. And, and we in and trying to make sure the client are always taken care of, live up to our word. And then all of a sudden, boom, your yeah, your second thought, like you said. And that's the tough part. And and I was talking about this last night with a realtor that I wish I wish I could have some sort of document that would just say, okay, yeah, you know, we're gonna go out on a limb here. We're gonna spend money. We're not asking any money from you. We're we're gonna put our our heart and uh, soul into this. I wish there was some sort of document that would tie people to us while we start a transaction, but there's not. 
And we just have to keep continue to put the good job and the good vibes out there and it'll come back around for all of us. I know it. Yeah. I, would, I mean, go ahead, Lise. Oh, no, you go ahead, Harvey. I got a real quickie. That's on a fun, uh, really fun thing is, um, of course, 2022 showed some, you know, a lot of social marketing going on out there. People are always buying these leads and dealing with strangers. And we're trying to get a lot of the families to stop clicking buttons so that they're able to really build a strong relationship with their buying team, whether it be their lender and their real estate, the professional real estate agent. As we do this, I ran across a whole bunch of unqualified clickers this year. But on a great note, I ran into a young girl who called me about her and her mom wanting to buy a, a home. And the story is fabulous. They're closing tomorrow up north in Lake City, Michigan. And truly, I think during the holiday season, I love to talk about these fun purchases. And I always feel like what a great time to buy a house, you know, engage in November, close in December, and all of a sudden you're moving in a week before the holidays and you got this great brand new house. So congratulations to my clients, uh, Karen and Jenna, and uh, no last names here, but they, they follow us now. And it was like everything we promised them came true. And it's just so exciting to have them going into a brand new house or getting out of a trailer situation. And I'm really excited for them. Yay. All right, Lisa, you want to say something too? I wanted you to wrap up that thought Yeah, too. I was actually going to say, kind of really to piggyback on the previous conversation. So maybe I should have gone first so it would have tied in. But, you know, <laughs> we're talking about what John was saying, like how all these, um, you know, you were talking to the realtor and about what, what, you know, is going to happen in the future. My biggest thing is there's all these LOs that were really refinance trained, right? They, they know how to do a refinance. They can sell you on a refi. There is way more work involved in a purchase transaction. First of all, are they going to be used to doing all the extra work? Cause there's so much more to do with the purchase. You've got way more parties involved. There's way more moving parts. And what happens with these people who all, who have all this quote unquote refinance expertise tries to do a few purchases. It is not the same ball game. You know what I mean? It is completely different. And the timelines are different. And and I'm very curious in this industry for these, for the LOs who came in, you know, in the more recent years, who've done almost all refinances, how they're going to transition into doing these purchases. Because there's a level of expertise when you do a purchase um, with moving parts and inspection issues and everything else that you don't get exposed to on a refinance side. So I'm very curious how this is going to pan out in the next few months. I have a feeling, unfortunately, that some of these LOs might you know, step out and look for different type of employment because this, this can be a little cutthroat here and, and you've got to really know what you're doing and experience really makes the difference. We, yeah, we, and yeah. that goes oh. Ahead. oh, I was going to say, we just talked about this on the radio show. Becky Beck, was part of it, Harvey was yeah. part of it on this past su- uh, Saturday about how our industry, real estate and mortgages, it's too easy for people to jump in and out. They can mm-hmm. keep their license year, year in, year out by taking a test and, and doing eight hours and then when the market gets good, they jump back in and they, you know, they muck everything up. Yes. And, and there's, sh- it shouldn't be, there should be better security gates at the door, at the door right. to allow for people to uh, be dealing with true professionals that have been in the industry for a long, long time and, or do this full time. Yes. Um, I, I hate saying, I hate saying long, long time, because there are a lot of good people out there that are new in the business. We were all new at some point. Mm-hmm. We all had, but the good thing is. When I first started, I had the support of Harry, Dan, Harvey. Harvey still owes me a bunch of lunches for all the work I used to do for him when I first started. He won't pay <laughs> up. Um, and then I know when Becky wasn't new in the industry when she came to Capital, but we were there to help uh, in, in integrate her into how Capital and in, in, uh, our business we do things because she already had expertise. Same thing with Lisa when we merged companies. So it's always about the team effort and making sure that you got somebody good with you uh, to walk that plank. 
Yeah. yeah. And just one other thing, you know, to wrap up this topic, like just to kind of piggyback on bring it all together is I do think that the ones that are doing the dog and pony show, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to do all the things, right. Spend all the money and it's, it's distracting, but the truth is going to come out when they get into these transactions. And in turn, the seasoned, well-trained, well-curtailed individuals like ourselves at Capital Mortgage Funding and other lenders that are out there, right? This isn't an act, this isn't just about Capital Mortgage Funding. This is an industry as a whole, right? Our goal and my goal in life is to leave this industry better than I found it. And I know we all feel that way. And it's about weeding us out. And there is going to be some just natural selection that's going to happen. But unfortunately, we have to sit back and watch some of these disasters happen. And that's when we're the second call in, unfortunately. However, I'll take that second call because I'm going to be the last call. And, you know, it's for a, a nice little shot in the arm. I had just got a clear to close two days ago on a really, really, really tough transaction. First time home buyer. The mom's going through a lot of stuff. The daughter was in a car accident. You know, they've been building themselves back up is very, very traumatic for them. And you're right, Harvey, to be able to, the people that are buying houses right now, it hits different. When you're getting in right before the holidays, it's super stressful, but how you handle stress in any situation is a shows of your character trait. And I feel like Christmas either brings out the worst or the best in you, even real estate personally, because even the real, some agents are you know, they can't handle the stress because they got to close. They got this and that. They got to go Christmas shopping. You either it. I feel like it magnifies the person that you are. If it's either going to bring out the best of the best in you and you're going to rise up or it's going to magnify the worst of the worst in you. And you're literally going to fold like a chair and be totally just stressed out. And you're going to lash out in all the wrong ways. But we got a closing tomorrow. I'm really pumped up about that. And I do want to hear um, some success stories recently from all you guys, just because it is Christmas. We're coming up and this year has flown by. I can't believe I'm coming up on my year wedding anniversary, but I do want our viewers to hear some really cool success stories that you guys have experienced over the last month with some new buyers. I can start real quick. I mean, uh, you know, we've uh, we've got some some really good products out there for investors, um, you know, yeah. that don't require income verification. It's not it. Don't don't fly off the rails, people. Um, it's not a no income, no asset. It's it's just verifying that the property is uh, gonna gonna um, uh, emit enough income to cover the yeah. new payment, and that's what you offset the uh, the payment with. So um, we've got a couple of those going that uh, other companies couldn't get done, so that this investor up uh, in northern Michigan can get a couple condos in the Traverse City area. I'll jump in real quick with just really the standard programs, the government programs, of course, Capital Mortgage is powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. We're a top 10 lender in the country. And that means that USDA, the zero down loans in the rural development areas across the United States, we handle all of them. And Michigan is a great USDA state. It's being overlooked. Again, if you need the down payment assistance, maybe you don't qualify. Maybe you don't want to pay $7,500 back to use. Um, you could get in zero down if you qualify for USDA. And then, of course, all our traditional programs, Lisa Lawson, FHA, VA transactions. And, and they got to call the experts because across the country, we're finding a lack of knowledge. And again, we've had clients call us. They're unaware of the funding fees, um, the upfront uh, trans uh, MIP fees on FHA. And again, that knowledge is very important to know when you're getting into a transaction. Was that a success story? Yeah, no. well, it was. That's no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. I, told my story. I already. I'm going to share a success story. So, um, I had a closing on Monday, 
um, for a first time home buyer that actually was pre-approved at another bank. Um, and someone had suggested that they call. They were um, a little uncomfortable with the payment. Um, they could make it work, but it was definitely outside their comfort zone. And so they called me and they wanted to know if there was any other way we could work this to, to get to a payment that she was more comfortable. And the minute I spoke with her, I said, she did not need down payment assistance. But I, the minute I spoke with her, I said, we're going to go FH, or, or, we're going to go uh, Mishta because you don't have to have down payment assistance with Mishta. They have another program where it has an even lower interest rate than the standard market rate um, with no assistance and she didn't need it. So we did that. It, it dropped the payment almost $200, like $180 a month that put her right in her comfort zone. We closed her on Monday. She was nothing but thrilled, super mm -hmm. excited. Now she doesn't feel so stressed. You know, 180 bucks doesn't sound like a lot of money, but to a first time home buyer in a budget, that's a huge amount of money, you know, and it just made her a little nervous. So now she gets the home that she wants and gets in for the payment that she wants. So sometimes you have to think outside the box. You know, we always talk about Mishta and utilizing the down payment assistance portion, but you know, there's other other portions to that, that, that made this deal work for this buyer. So, um, and she's like super, super excited. That's yeah. I awesome. love that. And, and that's the thing is you can't get caught up in just trying to shove something, you know, a, right. a round peg in a square hole or however that saying goes, right. Because every situation is different. And sometimes a pre-approval might take a one business day to get done. Why? Because we have so many programs that are available you can't just press a button and just put someone in this cookie cutter standard conventional because you're absolutely right. If once you speak with them in the payment, a lot of people I'm talking to, they want the payment under a thousand dollars. Well, that's, it's a very specific payment that they want, but there's unknowns, there's taxes or insurance. So we take the time to make sure that we have the programs that are going to suit your need. It's about getting in the vehicle. That's going to get you where you're going, whether it's the three, two, one buy down the, you know, the PCRPR loans that we have, where it's the investors, where the property qualifies, um, it is Mijda, down payment assistance, not down payment assistance. We are now a beta program um, where we're one of the only lenders in Michigan that are allowing this $7,000 grant that does not have to be paid back. This program, though, it's property and the income isn't an issue anymore. So, But the property does have to qualify. These things take a minute or two. But if, if I take an extra five minutes or Lisa takes an extra five minutes, that is all worth it as long as our clients are su being successful. Because as we all agree, this is going to be experience, but it's not just experience in the industry. We're creating experiences for our clients. And that is what matters is the experiences with our referral partners, positive experiences. And buying a home does not have to be stressful. Does not <laughs> just like Christmas does not have to be stressful. I always have right. to get my life together. And I never do. So I'm going to wrap it up. This has been the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. We're going to be live on Saturday with Miss Amy Rop. She went independent, y'all. She's with EXP Realty. She is literally top notch. She is the trainer of the trainers. She is the leader of the leaders. And I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. So you can check us out at on 97.1. This Saturday, the Hardcore Mortgage Show, Amy Rop, 9 to 10. I'm also going to be at Thrive Realty right after the show. I'm doing a vision casting. I'm going to be speaking at this event with the Red Lipstick Revolution at Thrive Realty. That's going from 10 to 12. That's open to everybody. Um, so if you're looking to do that, look up the Red Lipstick Revolution on Facebook. Amber Yacklin, Kristen Bond are the founding, founding women of that, and they do a great job. So we're excited to hear from you on Saturday. Give us a call and we will see you then. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast.